Well, we've been in a series called Transformed into His Image, um, and we, we're not done with that yet. Uh, getting closer, of course, but we're not done with that yet. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17. It says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And the Amplified, it says, We all, with unveiled face, continually seeing in, as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into His image from one degree of glory to even more glory, uh, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. In the message it says, So we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like Him. So we are, as we're walking with God, we are to become more and more like Jesus, more and more like our Savior, walk more and more in truth. We're supposed to be growing. We're supposed to be in a further place. You know, if we're still uh, in this dispensation, you know, um, in five years, we're still walking in the earth and Jesus hasn't come back yet, then we're to be further you know, walking now than we are now, than we are right now. We're get, we're supposed to be further in five years. We're supposed to be further in a year. We're supposed to be constantly growing. We're not supposed to be stagnant. Uh, we are going to be growing and and learning more about God for eternity, which is our mind just explodes at that point. You know, you really can't comprehend it. But forever is a long time. But God's really big. He's always been around. That is a hard concept. So the fact that we're going to keep growing, God has things for you to do. It's not just, oh, we're just going to go home, go and sit in the clouds because there's nothing to do in heaven. No, the Bible says we're going to be here. There's a thousand year reign of Jesus. Jesus is going to be on the throne and we're going to be reigning with him and we're going to have stuff to do. So don't ever think, well, I'm getting near the end of my life. I don't have anything to do. You're training for the future. Don't stop. There is no end here. Well, the world doesn't have anything for me. (laughs) You'll have plenty to do in the next world. Stay alert. Be training. There is so much going on in the world. You don't need to check out right now. There is, we don't know. We, you know, we don't know where things are going right now. Could be the beginning of something big. Like we said back, you know, in the fall, things are rumbling in the earth. You don't make a, a big thing, you know, the international events, uh, national events, all this stuff. We don't know where things are going to end up. Could be something big. Could be something just we just keep going. We don't know. But what we, one thing we know is we're closer to the end than ever. End of dispensation here on the earth. But don't get caught up. Don't get sidetracked. There was a word, you know, in um, prayer and praise on Sunday. Don't get sidetracked. What was the word you used? tangents. Don't get into tangents. On the earth, they're so easy. There are so many fads that people get caught up with, humanity in general, but Christians get caught up in fads, spiritual fads. Everybody's talking about this and this and this, and then it runs its course and talk about something else. And then they get focused on causes that, that amount to nothing. And they can distract you from what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be occupying. We're supposed to be, for, for the Lord Jesus, uh, spreading the gospel, doing His work. So don't get sidetracked. 
Some people get all excited about certain things that, and they, they waste their time and don't do what God has asked them to do, and then all the dust settles, and nothing came of whatever they were off on, and, you know, now they go to the next thing. Sometimes Christians are a lot like a cat with a laser pointer. You know what I mean? I don't have a cat. I know people that do have cats. I don't have a cat, but I know enough about that, man. You get, I just saw, I don't know, how did I see this? I don't even, I don't watch stuff. Somehow I was looking on Instagram and there was a cat video about something. I don't know how, I don't even ever watch those. So they're not in my feed. But there was this, these cats and uh, there was three cats around an iPad. iPad was like on the bed and it was, you know, some program for pets, I guess, where all of a sudden a little mouse would run across the screen and stop and sniff and whatever and keep going. And then if, if the cats hit it, it, ex- it went away, exploded. The cats realized this. And so they were going and they kind of looked confused. Another one with them would hit it and go away. And then the, it would come out the other side and they would wait a while. And then another one would hit it. But I don't know, people, Christians sometimes are like, ooh, what's that? Uh, and then they go off and then there's no, oh, what's this? And it's just stay down the middle of the road and just do what God asked you to do. We don't have forever on the earth. <laughs> I'm talking about in this body. We don't have forever. We have to just stay focused. So we're supposed to be getting more mature. Part of that is you're steady. It's a sign of immaturity when we're, you know, zipping, zapping, just going to everything. Ooh, bright, shiny. It's not that bright and shiny. It was here 30 years ago. It just repackaged. It's here 50, 60 years ago. It just didn't have, you know, reels and TikTok and Instagram. So it looks different. Same thing. It's the same concept. Oh, this is really spiritual. This is no, it's not. If you think something's really new and spiritual, the Bible was written 2,000 years ago. <laughs> so the truth doesn't go out of, fa- out of fashion, but it, there's, always, there's not always new things. It's the same. What's God doing now? He's doing the same thing. Brother Hagin said this one. People say, What's God doing now? He's doing the same thing he always has. He's saving people, healing people, getting them filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Not like, oh, have you heard? It's this thing God's doing. When you hear that, it ought to be a red flag. It ought to be a red flag. Like, oh, you think God's doing something new, huh? Have we beat what they were doing in Acts yet? I'll take that. They shook the whole world. You know, people getting raised from the dead, people getting healed of everything you can name. I think that's, that's fine. Let's just walk in that. Yeah. The Bible says we'll do greater works than Jesus. Well, there's a lot of us. If we're just walking in that, you don't need, I mean, we're getting lights. You don't need lights. You got the power of God. We're not getting lights because it's cool. We're just getting lights because it's going to fill out and just, just like you'd get something nice, like I got a different pulpit because it's Okay. But if you, that is what, if we're looking at the technology, I like technology. I do. I mean, I like doing the stuff like the research and light. I like it. But if that's the point, we've totally missed it. That's not why we'll do anything. That's why we didn't just rush out. And, oh, we've got to get lights right away. We're going to do what needs to be done, and we're going to get there and put stuff in place. 
We need the power of God and flowing with the Holy Spirit. And people will come to watch that. In any area, I mean, let's just be honest. We don't need, we just need the power of God in preaching, teaching, ministering, just, and don't, and don't make it about the spectacular. When I say the power of God, just the power, the Holy Spirit hitting you in the gut when the words are coming forth. That 1 Corinthians 2, it says that the power in the preaching and in your, your words is not even just talking about gifts of the Spirit and everything. Talking about just, you can be just talking to somebody and it's just the, the Spirit of God is just ministering. That's supernatural. Because there's so much nonsense, people say they th- it's spectacular, but it's not even biblical. Don't, ta- don't chase that. Not even really what we were going to preach on, but here we are. We, got, we didn't have a different service tonight, so here we go. So we're supposed to be transformed, and we're supposed to come up, and we're supposed to keep getting more mature. And part of that is we're just going to be steady. We are not distracted easily. Because we're about our Father's business. We're we're where we're supposed to be doing what God has called us to do. And we know that Satan tries to distract. And you know what? He goes, he, he appears as an angel of light. Satan will quote scripture to get you distracted. To get you off into something else. Well, this must be scriptural. I mean, this must be, you know, spiritual. I'll go over here. You know, a lot of people are congregating to do this. I should do that too. Is it what the Lord has asked you to do? Is it your call? Is it what he, in, in up your alley that he has asked you to do? Because we, we can't do everything on the earth and we can't get involved in every area of what God is doing. We need to know uh, more and more, and it should get uh, sharper as we get go through life, that we would get um, more clear on what God has and has not called us to do. And not everybody's called to do the same thing. Don't discount what you do easily, what God has graced you to do. Now, we've been talking about on Sundays, you know, doing His will. And we've been talking about recently or the last two, you know, saying no to yourself, saying no to self. So just because you want to do something is not an indication that it's God. On the other hand, God does grace us with certain things. And so you need to know if something's easy for you and, and, you know, not everybody's good at it, you need to consecrate that to God and just make sure you're doing what God would have you to do, just not the thing that you want to do. But if it is consecrated to God, then yes, God is going to use what He has put into you for abilities. And you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You have to do what God is asking you to do. And it can't, you can't just do, you can't spread yourself thin and be good at everything and try to do everything. You could be good at a lot of things. That doesn't mean you're supposed to do all those things with your time. Jesus didn't just go around doing everything. He, do, he, was a, he went about doing the Father's business. Think of how many people were pulling on Jesus on a daily basis. You know how, how worn out and tired he could have been? Multitudes pulling on him. 
Did he just go and, well, oh, you want me to come? You want me to come? I'll go to every one of your house. There's no way he could have done what he did, but he did go to some people's house. And he did minister to some. Some he said, no, I'm not going. Some he said, go. Your son's healed. And they had to believe. Well, no, but I just want you to come. They could have said that or they did, you know, could have just believed God. Jesus followed the Spirit of God in every case. And he, he, he walked that line of being effective on the earth with the time he had. He did it perfectly. He just walked and he did what he needed to do and he didn't do what he didn't need to do. Even though he had tremendous pull on his time. So we're supposed to do that. And so we don't have time to waste. That doesn't mean you don't have time to refresh and relax. That's supposed to be part of what you do, because otherwise you're going to burn out. You're not going to make it. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint life. But we don't certainly have time to go off on tangents and just waste a bunch of time and wake up three years later and realize I was doing the wrong thing. So we got to be led. You understand, Satan will try to distract you with stuff that looks godly that is not for you and maybe for somebody else, but it's not what you're supposed to do. And it is actually, it's wasting your time and it's out of line with what God has asked you to do and you won't get to where you're supposed to be. And sometimes people chase that spectacular looking something, thinking they're a part of something and actually discounting what God has asked them to do when they could be making good progress, chugging along, but it just doesn't look as shiny and bright. Because just, just, just turning the crank and doing what God told you to do every day and showing up and being faithful and, you know, studying for things is not always fun. Training for things is not always fun. You know, planning for things is not always fun. But that's what you do to get results in the kingdom of God, just like naturally. You don't just wait around like, oh God, okay, now you're doing this today. You know, you don't just sit around for five years and then all of a sudden, you know, God moves and it's just, you're just waiting for Him to do something. We're not waiting for God. We're supposed to be in tune with Him and just be vessels He can flow through to do what He wants. But sometimes it looks like, well, I don't want to do that. That's not, that's not fun. So we are, really, we're not, you know, we use it as a springboard, our scripture in talking about this, but you're not going to go into the things that we uh, had for tonight, but I believe this is what we had for tonight. There was an unction on it. We are supposed to be being transformed into His image, but we're supposed to be steady, constant, strong. That means we're getting sharper, we're getting stronger, we're go- getting more focused on what God has for us to do now than we were three years ago. We know who we are in Christ, but we know what He's called us to do and what He hasn't, and we are strong and confident in that, and so we don't get, we don't get yanked around easily because we're like, oh no, I'm like this. Well, aren't you going to do this? No, I'm not. 
Why? Because it's not part of my vision. It's not, when I say my vision, it's not part of what God has asked me to do, so no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but it's a good thing to do. Sure, and there are other organizations that do that. There are other businesses that do that. There are, another, there are other people that do that. There, there are other families that are all about that. That's not what we are called to do. So you're able to stay on track just because something's good. Just because something, you know, uh, I remember, I believe it was Mrs. Hagen was sharing, I don't think it was Pastor, but I think it was Mrs. Hagen, but somebody came to him, it might have been me and the family, hey, let's get involved in this thing, and it, and it was some charitable thing, you know, across the world or something, I, th- w- should we be doing this? And they had to think about it and go, wait, no, that's good, but there are organizations that do that. What Rhema's called to do is train up ministers. And if we start diluting our call and getting under these other causes, we're not going to be effective. We are called to be a training center and to bring hope, help, and healing to the world and be bringing um, that word of faith and ministers uh, being trained up all over the world. We have to be sharp and laser focused on that. Just because this other thing is good and it's humanitarian or something, there are people that are much more effective because they're called, and so we can support them in doing that, but we're staying focused on what we're called to do. And as much as that applies to an organization, it applies to us personally. We need to know more and more what God is asking us to do and stay focused on that, and there is no shame ever in doing what God has called you to do. And it is actually, it's a sign of pride when you think you have to be all things to all people. The more uh, secure you are, the more you'll be able to say, this is what I'm called to do. Well, why don't you do that? Because that's not what I'm to do, and you're fine with that. Well, you're not good at this. That's fine. I'm, this is what I'm graced to do. Well, why don't you, why don't you uh, have resources or training into doing this other thing? Because that would take away from investing in what he has called me to do. Yeah, but it's really good. It's hot right now. That doesn't matter. It's what, what we're supposed to do. So you, you be transformed, and we, we get stronger and steadier. We're supposed to be pushed off less, not scattered more. Stronger, steady. And then we can help, you know, other Christians, are, they're coming up. We, we can help them be steady. And the, 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 the more that, that we can just from, uh, you know, as we get to know Him, the more we can just stay on the steady path, the further we're going to get. Amen.